It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it's been a couple days since the Cowboys lost to the Vikings. Are you feeling any better about the game? Uh, no, but only because I, I rewatched the game. Um, it's, yeah, it's just it doesn't really make you feel... I, I mean, you feel good about certain things, but I think overall it's still frustrating that you, you go back and watch the game and, and, and you realize, man, there was tons of opportunity for them to win this game, uh, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, admittedly, I haven't watched, went back and watched the game yet. I haven't seen the All-22 yet. I, I just haven't been feeling good enough to do that. Uh, I might not get there. It, it might be one of those weeks where I just I don't want to go back and watch it because it's going to be so frustrating because you're all, of how many chances the Cowboys had. You're to already play. physically sick. You don't need any. <laughs> I, I know. I don't want to be re Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can understand yeah. that. All right, so coming up on today's show, we're going to answer some of your Twitter questions. And, man, you guys had a lot of them. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, this first one goes is from Luke. He says, "What's going on with number twenty-four? Who is Chidobi Awuzie? It certainly seems like he's taken a step back this year." Uh, Landon, what is what is causing Awuzie to struggle so much this season? Uh, you know, I I still I I think it's just kind of where he is. I mean, I I, I don't know that he's taken a huge step back I just don't know that he's ever he's taken another step forward that's and that's the issue I think to me he seems like he was somebody that played better as a rookie though than he is right now but like, uh, he, he was getting his hands on I more th- balls I think that rookie. was more about expectations though I mean it's not like he's getting uh, it's not like he's just lost in the field again like we keep going back to this it's not like he's lost in the field and he, and he can't find anybody I mean he's still there all the time it's just he can't. He's having. He's still having trouble finding the ball when he gets his head around. If he gets his head around, um, I, you know. But I, I think the thing is, is that he's a sticky cover guy. He stays on guys. He's not like getting blown away, off the ball. And, and when he's getting beat, it's like it's it's usually by good separators who are great route runners. And sometimes it's just incredibly difficult. But you know, I, I'm not disagreeing that he's he struggled. But I think the issue is more that. You know, even last year, he he was doing this where he was close. He was he was covering guys, 
But at the moment of of the play, when the, when the ball arrives, you know that was what he needed to, to take the next step for this season was uh, being better when the ball arrives, uh, making the play, uh, uh, attacking the ball, getting interceptions, pass deflections, the things that he had done a lot more in college. I just think that you know he he didn't take that next step from last season. He's still kind of struggling. He's there when the pass arrives, but he's not making the play all the time. Do you think that's a technique thing? Is it a crusher shard thing where these guys just aren't finding the ball? Because you're right, he he is around the ball a lot, but he just for whatever reason can't locate the ball and make plays on it. How, how do the Cowboys get that turned around? I I think it's 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 him. I think he's got to find a way to uh, improve. I think it's it's you know it's a thing that you can only teach so much. I, I think it's it's. You know, it's just some something. Some of it's instinct. Some of it is just it, you need a certain amount of repetition. It's kind of I, I kind of compare it to uh, outfielders. You know, and I hate baseball, but I, I mean, I, I know that the you know some some kids they didn't have the eyes to play outfield. You know, because the ball would get hit really high and they couldn't see the ball through the the clouds, sure. the sky, or or whatever. I just wonder if is the if it isn't like a, a vision issue with him or uh, an eye discipline issue. Uh, it, That's what it feels like. You know, I, I, right? it, very it's difficult. Not the, there's not the eye discipline, and I don't think there's the instincts there to to turn around and make a play at the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he just hasn't improved in the in the way that we hoped. I mean, I, I think he just needs to change his his technique for or, or his practice techniques for getting better at that specific skill. Sure. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Uh, let's talk a little Ezekiel Elliott. This question comes from Vince. It's the elephant in the room, uh, but Zeke isn't the same Zeke. Do you guys agree? I'll, I'll let you start with this one, Landon. Uh, I, I mean, that's – that's. I, we were just talking about how fantastic he was literally a week ago. So, I yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Uh, see, I, I I didn't think he was that great in the Giants game. Like, obviously, he had a ton of, of rushing yards. But to Zeke, Zeke even said after the game, I ran for 120 yards, and I didn't even have to make a guy miss. So I, that's been my problem here is I still think – okay, let me, let me put this out here really quickly. Zeke is by far the best pass-protecting running back I've ever seen. And if you watch that game again, uh, that's where you'll see Zeke's value. But, but when you see him running the ball – I'm just not sure he scares teams anymore like he did as a rookie. Like, I'm not sure teams are afraid of him, you know, busting off a 40, 50-yard run. I'm not sure they're worried about him getting hit, you know, four yards beyond the line of scrimmage and then dragging defenders for three or four more yards. I'm just not sure that's part of his game anymore. Am I wrong? I I think you're you're wrong that he doesn't drag defenders. I mean, I think he still still falls forward almost every time he runs the ball. I I, I will agree that I think – one element that I feel like he – I don't know if people have just figured out how to tackle him there, but in, in open space, I, I do wish he was breaking more tackles because, like, there are times, like, that uh, the ball will get swung out. But I don't know that it's, like, that he's lost something. I just think that people have figured out a little bit better a, a way to a, approach tackling him in the open space because he's not, you know – He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's a different type of, of running back. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think what he does well, 
here's here's the issue. The issue with Zeke is usage. It's not Zeke. You know, if, if you've got a problem, I, I think the issue is that Zeke has a skill set that is extremely valuable, even in an offense that y- where you want to throw the ball a lot. Um, I, I just think that the, the 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 issue has been using him to his the best of his abilities, using him. Uh, in the best of situations, like I, I, I don't think this is as much of a Zeke problem as it is a play sequencing issue at times. Yeah, but even then, I mean, they they ran against some boxes that were very, very uh, beneficial to the Cowboys. But I, I, in this game, it just feels like the offensive line got whipped, and it, it, yeah. it, it hasn't felt like that for a while. But it felt like. This is maybe as bad of a game as I've ever seen Travis Frederick yeah. play. I mean, when you especially when you look at the the opponent on the other side, man, just a couple times if you make a better block, the Cowboys probably win that. Yeah, game. I mean that's that's the thing is that I mean I I went back and watched the game and specifically you know the key moments of the game, and Travis Frederick specifically was one of the people that was having the most problems. I mean like that one that one first run where he got took the negative loss on was it third down. At that uh, second, and, second, and, second, second and, and one, like that was all Travis Frederick, man. Like, or I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen all twenty-two. I've just rewatched the broadcast version. But I mean, it sure looked like he didn't know who he was going for, and 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 didn't, and certainly couldn't get uh, across the guy's face. So uh, you know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of. It's easy to blame, you know, Ezekiel Elliott for that kind of thing, but I, I don't think his skill set prob is a problem at this point i think everyone's just it pointing to it's it's a lot like you know demarcus lawrence or a long list of anybody who ever gets paid you know that you you want to you want to point the 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 meme is always to oh now that they've got paid they're they're no longer good anytime that some, they sure. anytime something slightly bad happens to them it's just it's a kind of tired routine all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll answer some more of your Twitter questions. All right, Landon, this one comes from Vince, and I really like this question. This is uh, not specifically tied to the Cowboys-Vikings game, but just a general one on how to watch film. Uh, he asked, when re-watching the All-22 film, uh, besides specific plays and instances, what are your eyes going to? Uh, I think this differs depending on the person, because I'm sure I go back and watch certain things uh, that maybe you might not watch on the you know on the first time. So when you turn on the tape, what's the first thing you want to go see? Well, I usually like go through. So my process is kind of like I usually watch the play twice at full speed just to get a sense of what's actually happening. Like so, it, 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 does it, is the play order like do you watch it from the very start of the game or do you go and look at certain plays that you want? Well, to usually the way I I watch film is I watch I'm watching offense and then I'm watching defense. I watch them I watch I them agree. separate because yep. usually what I what I do is I try to watch the game the broadcast just again just to get all because uh, I think it's important to get a sense of the context of the game and then I what I usually try to do is follow. Like when I'm watching the offense or the defense, I usually have the game book open or like uh, something where I can get some uh, guidance if I'm confused, if I've lost reference to where. Because that's the thing is that they're almost too um, compartmentalized when you're watching film. You know, it's almost like you, it's it's almost too. Uh, um, 
separated out from the context of the game when you watch film. Yeah, there's like no yeah, exactly. To it. So it's 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 always good because and that's the problem is that sometimes when you're watching film like that, you lose you lose the the thought process of well, what why why did why did this happen or why was this this way? And the answer is a lot of times momentum the 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 emotion of what was happening the context of the play the time you know you well, well that that momentum word that's a, that's a hot topic on twitter over the last couple of days people have been been uh, arguing and debating whether momentum is momentum real. is uh, momentum is 100% real like especially I, I, we, what i think can be argued is week to week momentum which i don't know that i believe in but in game momentum is i mean I, I don't even think it's debatable or arguable in my opinion like it, it, i mean I, and i have been the person on the other side of that argument before for years and i've fully come around on this on this uh, um, i don't have a hot human psychology human psychology plays care. a part in how these guys play it, it, it's you have to recognize that and if you can't recognize that the human mind and emotion is part of the game uh, I, I I mean, I don't know who it is, but it's, uh, deny emotion and, and you're only seeing a fraction of the game. I can't remember who, wh- who it was that said that. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's an excellent quote and it totally applies. I, I think that, that you cannot remove that part of the game. But, get, anyways, getting back to what we're talking about, I usually watch offense and then I watch defense. I you know watch all the offensive plays and then I'll watch the defensive plays. Uh, like I said, uh, I'll watch the broadcast to get a, a context of the plays inside the game. Uh, and then the next day, once the All-22 comes out, I watch all the offensive plays. Uh, and each play, I'll at least watch twice, you know, run through to kind of get a context of what... Okay, first time to watch is like, okay, what 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 was the, the bare bones of what happened? Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball for four yards on, se- on second and six, okay? Uh, the second play, the second time I watch it, I'll watch it trying to get the context of what's happening schematic-wise, Okay, so like what, 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 okay, it was a run. What, what kind of run? Is it a power run? Is it a zone run? Uh, you know, what, what, what's the defense doing? How many people are in the box? And then the, the, then the, the, like the, uh, subs, subs, <laughs> successive, thank you, uh, sure. uh, views after that are, are about what, looking at the individual players or the groups, like, okay, what's the offensive line doing? What's the running back doing? What's he reacting to? You know, and, and actually, that's when you're actually getting gathering information. It's like you have to kind of go like ten thousand foot views, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, watch, zoom out a little bit, you know, and watch. And then that's how you like. That's how I get like as much of the context as I can get. Like what he, the player is doing that I'm watching, what the groups, the group as a you know that he's a part of is doing, uh, and and how they're reacting to the other side of the ball. Yeah, for me, um, and those are, that's all great info for anybody that's just starting to watch film and how to do it. Uh, I obviously, there's certain positions I like to watch more. Wide receiver is, and tight ends are one of them. I, you actually can't do a great job of seeing wide receivers on the L22. Because no, it's tough. Y- yes, you get the big yeah. sky you know, zone cam, but it's so far away, it's hard to see some of the, the, the small little details that receivers do. Uh, so when I watch it, I'm mostly just watching the offensive and defensive line because that's stuff on the broadcast that I can't see as well as I can with the receivers. Defensive on the backs so, too, like uh, I, that's because I, I agree. Yeah. There's a there's a huge discrepancy between watching wide receivers on all 22, which is not as useful as the the broadcast sometimes. But defensive backfield, at least you can see the coverages and that sort of thing, so that helps a lot more. Right, exactly. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, that's that's a 
that's one of the things I watch, but it's really the the interior mm-hmm. offensive lineman. I want to see how Frederick and Connor Williams and those guys are blocking because they're just covered up too much when we watch the broadcast. But uh, I thought that was a, a good question there from Vince. Um, let's go ahead and get to this one uh, from at, at Fake Stephen Jones. Uh, what explains the Cowboys' devotion to running ball, running the ball? Why do they feel so, uh, you know, enamored with the run game, especially when they're throwing the ball so well? I think a perfect example of that was from this week against the Vikings. Uh, they could throw the ball whenever they want, but for whatever reason, they started, you know, the game with, you know, basically I think it was five straight runs on first down. Why do they seem so committed to the running game? I think it's it's unfair at times to assume that. This is a very difficult ten. This is like such a, a philosophical question answer. Like, I think it's difficult to assume, and I think there is a level of assumption by analytic people that are actually kind of more in the game of finding the boundaries of success for the passing game as opposed to necessarily trying to win the game. And I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is. I don't know if if you were to have a 100% pass game script, right? And and, and sure. like if that were to become start to become the norm of the NFL. Oh, I, I think the the odds it, would change. Oh, right? drastically, I, I think, yes. And, and, and yeah. so I think the, the value there is value in running the ball, and and, and what, whether whether or not, yes. and again, whether or not, and here's the other thing that's that's hard to hard for people to understand. Whether or not it statistically has value, again, psychologically, at the very least, psychologically it has value uh, for the players that are playing the game and for the coaches. Because the opposing coach of the team that that we lost this game to was very much committed to stopping the run. You know, was very much committed to, to... uh, uh, trying to stop the run, and he's not the he's not the the first or the, you know, he won't be the last coach to try to do that as well. So whether or not the value is there statistically, it, it their value is there schematically and, and, and psychologically for coaches and, and players, and that has an an, an impact. Uh, and I know that it's not as much of a measurable impact, and and I think that's where analytic people would say, well, you know, numbers will tell you otherwise, and that's all well and good, but if other people aren't using the numbers either. Like you, st- like you, and you're still trying to strategize against people who aren't necessarily using the numbers. Like there's value in running the football as well. I, I think that we still have not c- found a contour or shape of the true value of of running and passing. I think passing is a lot more clear statistical value and i think running has very hard to define very hard to measure value that uh kind of hides its overall value to to offensive coordinators and i will add this last thing i think if you look at playing a team like the vikings who have daniel hunter and everson griffith even with tyron smith and leo collins who you know i think played a pretty great game most for the most part i, I do um, agree I think that if you go in there and you pass the ball 60 to, uh, 70 times as opposed to, you know, uh, 40 or whatever, the total, like 35 or whatever it was, the total number of times they passed, I think you start seeing a lot more volatility in the passing game. Uh, I, I do agree with you there. I, I don't think you wanted to have those guys tee off on 
stack all game long. I actually, listen, I didn't have a problem with the Cowboys running the ball in this game. And actually, there was very few times where I thought the Cowboys um, shouldn't have run the ball. They just got beat. The offensive line got beat. Ezekiel Elliott had 10 carries uh, for 20 yards against six-man boxes in, that one, in this game. That's incredibly bad. I mean, the, 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 the way that this interior offensive line got beat was, was so bad. Uh, the league average against six men in the box is like five yards per carry. And you're talking about a defense that didn't have Linval Joseph that was starting two pretty young uh, interior defensive linemen. I, I don't think this was a Kellen Moore mistake. I don't think it was a Jason Garrett wanting to run the ball too much. I just think the it, offensive line got whipped in the If you want game. to point to one thing, if you're insistent on having one thing be the, the deciding factor between what we what why we lost this game why we could have won without a doubt to me like the the biggest thing was missed tackles the 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 the, 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 oh, Dallas, yeah. the Cowboys Absolutely. defense missed tackles at a crazy high rate and and to the detriment uh like not even just like you know it, it wasn't a case where they missed a tackle and then another guy came in and you know a yard later and and made the tackle they're missing tackles behind the line of scrimmage and then the guy is getting an extra 20 yards on several different plays mm-hmm. that's your difference i when you go back and watch the game you know there were th- on each one of these scoring drives there were three or four plays where they had them bottled up and couldn't make the tackle and suddenly cooks all the way up the field on a screen pass um uh, because Leighton Vander Esch couldn't slow down, or because Jalen Smith got a, you know, a not let's a, we probably could have been called for a block in the back, but nah, I, I understand why they didn't call it. But still, like you know, causes him to miss the tackle two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then suddenly cooks up the field for 20, 30 extra yards. It's plays like that; those are the difference makers. And the fact that there was four or five of them. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the difference. I mean, you want to talk about the difference in the game? Like that—that's the difference of the game. Yeah, we're we're really not just we, but the you know Cowboys Twitter. We're talking about the wrong. Yeah, side of the without ball a doubt, here, right? It, it, it's it's the defense that was the reason why the Cowboys had to pass so much in the first place because they got down fourteen nothing in this game. They gave up a field goal right before halftime when. Uh, they only had, I don't know, it was less than a minute left, and they you know, got all the way down to the six-yard line. It's the defense is the reason they lost this game, not the offense. We're, we're talking about the wrong side of the ball. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.